it's uh, Monday night. I just got back from taking Kobe on his last walk uh, from the for the night, and it's interesting as I've walked him over these last two years. Uh, he he pulls against me at times. Uh, he 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 eats anything he sees, and so if we're walking down the street and he sees a a, a bug or a rock, it doesn't matter. He's going to try to pick it up and eat it. So I'll have to pull him away from those things and get him out of his mouth. He he loves loud trucks. He wants to jump at them. And, and as I'm leading him, oftentimes he's pulling in different directions. He's probably not the best behaved dog in the world. Uh, and, and I'm having to protect him and, and lead him where he, he needs to go. Uh, I, I, as I've walked him at nights, I've often thought about how God leads us and how God leads me and how God wants to protect me and how often I pull against his lead and there's places I want to go and things that I want to do that uh, that I think's in my best interest or I think that will be pleasing and 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 much like I am with Kobe God's just trying to keep me uh, in in a place of protection a place that's for my will uh, for his will and for my good and of course, we're not on a leash. Uh, God, God doesn't put a leash on his, his people. And so uh, we can get ourselves in all sorts of trouble not following our Heavenly Father's lead. And, uh, and so I've thought about that often as I've, I've walked the dog almost <laughs> nightly when he's pulled against me. I've, I've thought about the times that probably I've pulled against God. And uh, tonight we're going to talk about the God who leads. We've been working through the Lord's Prayer together. And uh, tonight we're going to talk about how God leads us, uh, just for a few moments. And uh, uh, Matthew 6, 9 through 13 says, Pray then in this way, Our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we've also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And every week we've we've read from a, a different translation as well. We've we've tried to include some different um, uh, phrasing of it. And uh, I've been reading from the NASB, New American Standard Version Bible, uh, every week for to begin with. But to, today for our second translation. We're going to use the Phillips translation. This is not a real popular one. I, I like it when I do study because it's it oftentimes uses real common language and uh, it's all sometimes used it when I'm studying. But the Phillips, trans, Phillips translation uh, writes it like this. Pray then like this. Our Heavenly Father, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day the bread we need. Forgive us what we owe to you, as we have also forgiven those who owe anything to us. Keep us clear of temptation, and save us from evil. And so, and you see, like like um, the NIV and some other translations, Philip does not include the the doxology that we see, the benediction that we see on this this prayer. And so, we've got two more weeks left. We, we've got um, the, the the last verse uh, that that we read, verse. 13, and, and then we'll also talk about the, the end of verse 13, which some translations do not include. Uh, but, but we've learned a few things. We've learned that prayer is communal. Uh, we, we've learned that 
that prayer is relational. And you know, so we're talking as a group, we pray. When we're praying, we're, we're praying, understanding that we're part of a community, but we're also pr praying, understanding that we're praying to our Heavenly Father. We're, we're not... Uh, we're not praying to an entity or a force or something within us only, uh, but, but we're praying to our Heavenly Father. Uh, in our prayer, we recognize that there's a spiritual realm at work. Uh, there's something more than, than what we see. Uh, we, we see that prayer is an invitation to demonstrate or show the holiness of God, uh, the goodness of God, His glory. Uh, in, in prayer, we find God's goodwill and his kingdom. In other words, when we're praying, Jesus invites us to, to seek God's will. And uh, your will be done is not a, a threat. It's not a bad thing. It's, a, it's an excellent thing uh, because God's will for us is good. And so he's inviting us to, to invite God uh, to demonstrate his goodwill, to demonstrate his promises in our life, his kingdom come, uh, you know, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, heaven on earth is that place where God's will is being done. Uh, and, and then in prayer, we give God our day-to-day -day lives. Um, we, 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 we understand that God is the giver of life and, and we rely upon him from, for, day, for our day-to-day -day needs. In prayer, we give God our relationships even our difficult relationships. And God, we, we give God our, our debts, our sins, our failures. We, we turn those all over to him. And, and turning those over to him, we also turn over all those times people have hurt us. Uh, we release those things to him. And, and when we release those things to, to God, God can bring forgiveness into our life and he can also bring healing in our life. And so all these things, you know, that we just turn over to God and so in a lot of ways, the, this last phrase is a culmination of, of all that we've talked about today is, and do not lead us, once again, we have the communal into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Um, it's an interesting passage uh, for, for a number of reasons. Uh, the, the first is this, this ideal of temptation, you know, requesting or asking God not to lead us into temptation. Um, God does not tempt. And the James 1.13 says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he does not tempt anyone. And so it's, it's interesting in the phrase that we see here in that we don't believe God would ever tempt us to evil. Uh, so, so, so Jesus can't be saying, ask your heavenly father not to tempt you with evil. It, it has to be something different than that because God will never tempt us with evil. Uh, and so this phrase could be read as do not lead us into the test or into a test. And, and so you can you can tame this word tempted and make it a, a, a test instead of a temptation. Um, but then we realize the Bible also says that God sometimes tests us or tests us or tests our for our good. Uh, the, the same book that said God cannot tempt us, James says this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, 
whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So, so Jesus cannot be saying, if James is right, Jesus cannot be saying, oh, please, God, don't tempt me with evil because God will never tempt us with evil. And not only that, we cannot be reading this as God never allow me to be tested because we believe that testing produces perseverance, which allows us to move towards maturity and completeness. And, and so how do we understand this portion of the prayer? Uh, personally, I, I believe that, that Jesus, uh, the, the key phrase here in, in this prayer is lead us. That, that Jesus is inviting us to allow God to lead us. Uh, that, that Jesus is inviting us to allow God to set the course of our life. And, and as, as we go through this, this prayer, uh, you know, this seems to be all the way through the prayer uh, where we're leading. <laughs> you know, make help me make your name holy. Uh, lead me in a way so that I make your name holy. Lead me in a way so that your kingdom will come and your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Help me to see in my day-to-day -day life that you are leading and caring for me. Help me to, to lay my debts and my sins at your feet and accept your forgiveness. Lead me into your forgiveness and then lead me into a life where I forgive others. And so this is, this is an invitation for God to lead, uh, to, to lead us in our everyday life. It's an invitation to, to allow God to set the course of our life. I believe there's a, there's a little bit of petition in this, but I also believe much like in the earlier parts of the prayer, there's, there's some affirmation. Um, for, for instance, we, we, we can affirm in this prayer, we affirm that God's will is good and it's, it's, it brings his kingdom. And when we're obedient to God's kingdom, we're accomplishing his will on earth and, and bringing the kingdom of God, uh, that, that just like in heaven here, that it's a heaven on earth. Uh, and, and we also acknowledge in this prayer that, that God meets our day-to-day -day needs. And, and we also acknowledge that God forgives us if we ask him. And, and so in this invitation or this petition that God will lead us, we are affirming that God's will is good and God will lead us into good and not evil. Um, it reminds me of Psalm 23. Psalm 23, David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So in this prayer, we're inviting our Heavenly Father to truly be our shepherd, uh, to truly be our guide, uh, to truly be our host, and, and to lead us in, in the way that he would have us go. Uh, the, the truth is, sometimes in God's leading, uh, we will face difficult times. Uh, th th this doesn't mean that God's not leading us, but as God's leading us through those difficult times, he's leading us to a place of maturity. He, he's perfecting our faith. He, he's perfecting our, our care and love for one another. So, so even in the hard places, uh, God can be leading us and leading us into uh, the image that he has in mind for each one of us. Um, and so as we, we come together here in a couple nights, uh, you know, you'll, this will be released on Tuesday, I guess. And, and so hopefully you'll watch it and we'll gather on Tuesday night. We'll have a prayer meeting at, at 7 p.m. I'd encourage you to be part of that. And then Wednesday we'll have a prayer meeting at 7 p.m., a Bible study at 7 p.m. And, and then we'll pray and we'll We'll be together about 30 minutes and, and we'll talk a little bit about what it means for God to lead us. And I thought some questions that would be good just to be thinking about as we, we come together is how easily are you led? Are, are you like good old Kobe that, that God's always having to yank your leash around to keep you from eating rocks? Uh, or, or are you someone that, that, that God can just give you a gentle nudge and you'll begin to move in the right direction? Um, secondly, how, how do you find God's will? What, what do you do uh, to, to make this prayer reality in your life? How, how do you find the will of God? How do you find God's direction? Uh, thirdly, how, how do you know when you're outside of God's will? What, what things happen in your heart or your mind or your life that make you aware that you're outside of God's will? And, and then finally, how has testing uh Created growth, uh, you know what 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 has God walked with you through that has created growth in your life? Well, that's all I have for tonight. I'm looking forward to talking to you all on Wednesday night, and so uh, we'll we'll see you then. Have a blessed night.